At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi, this is Play Me A Recipe. I'm Jesse Sefcik, coming to you from my apartment kitchen in Brooklyn. Today we'll be making my malted milk chocolate arugula recipe, which is linked in the show notes and on food52.com, but we'll be gathering ingredients, we'll be making the dough, we'll be making the filling and forming them all together, doing everything alongside each other, so feel free to pause or rewind if you need a little more time. So this cookie recipe is essentially just my attempt at making a really fun arugula recipe. And I'll say right off the bat that I will probably be saying both arugula and rugula because uh, my good friend Ben, who's like an expert baker, pronounces it rugula and was poking fun at me. So I think I've just adopted both ways of saying it now. So fair warning. But it's just a super fun recipe that uses malted milk powder and milk chocolate in the filling and then also uses malted milk powder in the dough. So it carries through this really nostalgic kind of retro malted milkshake flavor, which is really fun and kind of just a fun little uh, playful cookie to put on any like holiday table. So let's get started. So for these cookies, there's two recipes. There's a recipe for the dough, and then there's a recipe for the malted milk chocolate filling. So for the dough, you're gonna need two and one fourth cups, which is about 288 grams all-purpose flour, and a bit more just for dusting when you roll up the dough. You're gonna need one fourth cup granulated sugar, which is 50 grams. You need one fourth cup malted milk powder, which is 40 grams. You'll need one teaspoon kosher salt, two sticks cold unsalted butter, which is 226 grams. And you're gonna to wanna to cut those into just small kind of half inch pieces. And you're gonna want eight ounces, which is 226 grams of cold cream cheese. Once again, cut into little cubes or just torn into cubes. So that's for the dough and that's what we'll be tackling first. And then after that, for the malted milk chocolate filling, you're gonna need four ounces, which is roughly kind of two thirds cup or 113 grams. Milk chocolate chips, or you can use chopped milk chocolate. You're gonna want one third cup, which is 53 grams malted milk powder once again. And you're gonna want one tablespoon plus one teaspoon, which is roughly six grams unsweetened natural cocoa powder. You'll want half teaspoon ground cinnamon, one fourth teaspoon kosher salt, one large egg, and that's for egg washing. Uh, so if you need a bit more, you may be used to. And then you'll just want some sanding sugar or some coarse sugar like turbinado for sprinkling on top to make them crunchy and give them a little bit of sparkle. So let's get started with the dough first. So to make the dough, you're gonna need a food processor. If you don't have a food processor, you can do this whole technique essentially mimicking how you would make pie dough. Instead of just blitzing everything together, you would kind of pinch the butter and the cream cheese into the bowl. But 
Here I'm going to be making it in a food processor because I have one. So in a food processor, you're going to add your dry ingredients. So I'm adding the flour, the salt, malted milk powder, and the granulated sugar. And it's just a tiny, tiny bit of granulated sugar in this because the filling is pretty sweet. So you want it to skew kind of savory slash salty. So, okay, just moving those bowls out. And then we're gonna blitz this for about 10, 15 seconds, just to get that started so the dry ingredients are combined. So that's all it really takes. So in another bowl, I have the cubed cream cheese and the butter, and it's very cold. So I'm gonna kind of scatter those on top of that flour mixture in the food processor. And again, so if you're doing this by hand, just have your dry ingredients in a bowl and add all of this and just kind of work it in as fast as you can with your fingertips. It will be absolutely fine. All right, so I scattered those on top and I'm gonna pulse this just until a dough forms. The dough should look kind of like a really soft pie dough. This is a pretty soft dough, so it will kind of pull away into one big mass. So about maybe 30 seconds. I am carefully taking this off and I'm putting the dough onto a lightly floured surface. And at this point, there's kind of like some shaggy bits, some stragglers that didn't quite incorporate and that is totally cool. So I'm kneading it just until a mass forms. Kind of slap together. And then I'm gonna take a knife and you can totally eyeball this and just cut it in half. All right, so then you wanna form each one of these halves into a rough rectangle shape. This is gonna help because after this dough chills, which we'll do next, we are gonna roll it into a rectangle. So if it's already in a rough rectangle shape, then there'll be less work then. So I have plastic wrap here. I am going to wrap each one of these doughs. I try to flatten the dough out kind of as much as I can. Right now I probably have like maybe an eight inch rectangle just because the thinner the dough is, the quicker it's gonna chill. And if you're making this with me right now, you'll know that it is a very soft dough. So you definitely want it to be cold when you work with it. So we're gonna pop both of these into the fridge and you wanna let them chill for at least two hours. And this is super important. You can't really rush it, especially if you're going for like a nice spiral like aesthetic because the dough will be too soft. It will just smush when you try to cut it. So this is super important. So I am going to wrap these in plastic wrap and then I'm gonna put these in the fridge. And so while those are chilling, what we can do is we can make the filling so it's ready to go. So once this dough is done chilling, we can just throw it all together and it's good to go. So two hours in the fridge and then let's move on to the filling. So the dough is chilling and my food processor bowl is still dirty, but that's good. Don't wash it out yet. And we will make the filling right away. So in the bowl of the food processor, I'm gonna put the blade back and you're gonna add everything for the filling. So we're adding the milk chocolate, 
I'm using chips, but you can use chopped bar. We're using more malted milk powder. So double the malted milk powder here. We're adding cocoa powder. We're adding the salt. And we're adding the cinnamon. So I should address, but the malted milk powder you can find in most well-stocked grocery stores. It's sometimes by the ice cream or it's in like a dry milk section. And it gives recipes a kind of caramely, buttery flavor. And kind of hard to explain, but if you try to imagine like what a, like a Whopper tastes like or what a malted milkshake from a diner tastes like, there's that kind of like undescribable somewhat like savoriness undertone to it and that's exactly what this is going to lend these cookies and it's like something that if you didn't know it was added you might not be able to pinpoint but once you start adding to stuff you're like why haven't i added this to so many more things so that's what the malted milk powder does here you can also order it online if you're having a hard time finding it in grocery stores which i do all the time so everything's in the food processor and we're going to blitz this together just until the mixture has the texture of kind of like a coarse sand. So this is the filling that's gonna be sprinkled on versus smearing on in melted form. I just find that it's a bit easier to work with, a bit cleaner, and we have the food processor here, so might as well use it. But yes, this looks perfect. Smells good, smells kind of cinnamony. So this is the filling. Then crack that egg into a bowl for the egg wash. I have a little brush I'm gonna set aside. I have two, so I'm just whisking this. I have two sheet trays that I have parchment on, and then I have that coarse sugar set aside. So this is everything else we're gonna need. Just get that ready. And so at this point, got another about hour and 50 minutes on that dough for it to chill, so I'll set this all aside. I'll go clean up, take a walk, and then we'll be back and we can assemble them. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beat in cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beat in cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hard-working hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. And we're back. This is Play Me Recipe. I'm Jesse Sevchak, and today we are making my malted milk chocolate rugula. So we're coming back to the point where we just made the filling and got everything ready to assemble them. So we've got egg wash, we've got sugar, those are set aside. The egg wash I popped in the fridge. We have two sheet trays, they're lined with parchment, and we have the dough, which has been chilling for two hours in the fridge. So I'm taking them out. They're much firmer, and I'm gonna unwrap one. And I'm going to transfer this dough onto a, normally I would say, 
lightly flowered surface, but for this time, we're gonna say heavily flowered surface. This dough is pretty soft and it can take a bit more flour. So I'm gonna start rolling this into a rectangle. And the goal is to end up with a rectangle that is roughly 11 inches by seven inches. And um, you can pretty much eyeball that. You just wanna go for a shape that is long, but also wide enough that you'll be able to get some nice defined spirals. So if at any point it feels like the dough is sticking, just use more flour. Rolling it into that rectangular shape. I find it easier if you start from the center and then push your way out. All right, so this looks pretty nice to me for the first one. And now this part is totally optional, but I'm gonna trim the edges off, kind of like where they frayed or they don't look completely even. These edges, you can of course smash back together and roll with the next dough or make little teasers, whatever. But if you're going for super aesthetic holiday cookies, I trim them. Okay, so that's trimmed. And what I have is a perfect rectangle now. So I'm gonna take that filling and I'm gonna sprinkle it all around on top in an even layer, but I'm gonna leave about half an inch on the top and the bottom. It's kind of essentially like making a cinnamon roll. And once I sprinkle it, I also kind of give it a firm pat, kind of like I'm smashing it into the dough. Um, this will just make it easier. So that egg wash that I had in the fridge ready to go, and using a pastry brush. And we wanna just brush that top and bottom border that we saved without any filling on it. This is gonna act as a glue. So when the cookies bake, they're not going to unravel at all. Okay, so you wanna start at the bottom of the roll and roll it upwards into a tight spiral, like a log. Keep saying cinnamon but you're making cinnamon basically. And kind of a pro tip here is every roll that you make, I like to brush the underside that's now over, so a clean side without filling, with some egg wash. And this just kind of helps glue together even more. So this is done, this one. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna transfer it onto one of those sheet trays that I'm ready. So I just threw that over there. And I'm gonna brush off any of that chocolate filling that got everywhere. And I'm gonna unwrap the second one and just do it again. You can also feel free to make the same exact recipe and then go off script and make kind of the crescent style ones when you make a circle and then cut them into wedges, then roll them from the like fat side out to the skinny side. But for these, I kind of like how big these end up, kind of beefy they are. Okay, so my dough just ripped a bit. So what I'm doing is just smashing it together and adding a bit of flour. Perfect, those four have been trimmed. We do the same thing. So you're gonna press that filling, sprinkle it on evenly, and leave that top and that bottom, if you remember, uncovered about 
half an inch on both sides, just so you can use those as glue. Perfect, so filling down, spread it out a little bit. And then once again, start from the bottom and roll your way into the center using the egg wash to brush that clean bottom underside that rolls over each time so you can use it as glue to hold it together. And at this point, we wanna chill it again. As the dough is warmed up, if we went to slice nice spirals right now, it would smush and they wouldn't look right. So I'm gonna pop this into the freezer, uncovered for one hour. And then when we come back, we're gonna egg wash it, sprinkle it with that sugar we have set aside and bake it. So it's last time. So I'm gonna clean up once again, see you again in an hour and we're ready to bake. So it's been about an hour. I have my two baking sheets with parchment. I have my sugar still hanging out, that coarse sugar for on top. And then for your egg wash, if when you use the egg wash to assemble pieces of the filling, mix with it and it's looking kind of dirty, feel free to make another one. I made another one during the break, just so it's clean. But I took those dough logs out, they're hard. And what we're gonna do is first trim off the edges and then from there, you're gonna use your egg wash and egg wash the whole entire log, the top and the sides. There's no need to get the bottom of the logs. No one's gonna see those. I also should mention that about five minutes ago, I started to preheat my oven to 350 degrees. I split the oven into thirds with two racks, so they're like centrally located. So. Now's a great time to do that. All right, so I brush these logs and then I am gonna sprinkle with the sugar. You hear it raining sprinkles because I'm holding the whole entire log above the sink so the sugar doesn't get everywhere. I like to kind of hold the whole log in my hand too, not just sprinkle on top. So then the sides of the log also gets covered in the sugar. Whoop, so you might've heard one just fell in half, but who actually cares because I'm cutting them anyways. All right, so I'm sprinkling that half of a log now. Okay, crisis control here. I'm just gonna trim off where that broke. Okay, so these logs are perfect. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna cut them into one and a half inch pieces. So they're pretty large rubla. And you can probably hear just how clean they're slicing. It's hitting the cutting board. This is because we chilled them, which really helped. Okay, perfect. So I'm gonna transfer these cut guys onto this parchment line sheet trays. And these don't spread too, too much. So you don't have to worry about spacing them too far apart. All right. You wanna bake these right away before they have time to warm up because the colder these are, the more they're gonna hold their shape, the less they're gonna spread, the nicer your spiral's gonna look. So we're gonna bake these at 350 um, for roughly 30 to 40 minutes until they're lightly browned. So I'm gonna pop these into the oven right now. And halfway baking, just rotate your pans. Your pans, your pans, your pans, like usual, just to make sure they're browning. So perfect. I will see you in 30 to 40 minutes. You'll know when you start smelling them, honestly, it smells like toasted. They're 
pretty much done at that point. And welcome back. So they baked for about 35 minutes. I rotated them once and they looked great. So I pulled them maybe 10 minutes ago. I just snuck a bite. They're still too warm, but they're great. They held their shape really nicely. They have a great spiral. They have this texture that's kind of between a biscuit and pie dough and cookie. It's like not quite cookie, not quite pastry. And the malted milk flavor is just really fun, really nostalgic and pretty strong actually in a really great way in these. So I hope yours turned out great too. I hope they held their spiral and you'll put them on a cookie platter and people will enjoy them. And you can find the recipe in the show notes and on food52.com. So thank you so much for joining me, Jesse Sepchak on Play Me a Recipe. You can find me on Instagram at, at Jesse Sepchak. Um, good luck spelling my last name. Or you can check out my book, which has a hundred other cookie recipes. That's just called Cookies, the new classics. So thank you so much and happy baking.